<laughs> How long would you sit there and let me clear my throat out before you was like, all right, guy, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. No! Hello, and welcome to Nerds Collide, a podcast about all things geeky and possibly dorky. He is Justin. Hey. And I'm Travis. And together, we're just a couple of nerds. Just a couple of nerds. <laughs> All right, this, I ain't bust that out. This, I ain't bust that out in a long time. Yeah, I know. Kicking it old school. <laughs> I'm straight 31. coasting. Episode 31, I'm straight coasting. <laughs> I, was curious, I was really curious to see how quick you were going to let that one fly, and you just came right out of the gateway. Sometimes you just got to bust, you know? <laughs> Yo. Yo. Uh, for those of you who are unaware... I I was singing the lyrics to the Dr. Dre exhibit and Eminem song, What's the Difference? And for all of you unaware, everyone's unaware. Well, yeah, that's everyone. But you're here. You're only... not unaware. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for making me feel included. Yeah, I was looking up the lyrics, and there's a part where he says, uh, hold on. I got to look at, I got to. Look it up again, because I immediately forgot, apparently. Oh, man, the flip phone's gone. What? The flip phone. Flip phone. Oh, that's the flip phone. Oh. Um, all right. So, <laughs> he says, I'm used to living big dog style and straight coasting. And for some reason, <laughs> just saying, <laughs> really... I'm straight coasting <laughs> is really funny <laughs> to me. And hopefully to you. <laughs> So yeah, we're straight coasting here in episode 31. <laughs> if you're unaware, uh, we took a little vacation. A little last, last minute week. one. A little last minute vacation, which is especially hilarious because in episode 30, we talked about how we had rarely missed a week and then we immediately missed the next. <laughs> but, you know, things happen. Life happens. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good vacation on either of our parts, really. No, it definitely uh, wasn't a good time. Straight up, not having a good time. We were straight up not coasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were like swerving or something. <laughs> no, no, it was like <laughs> you ever like go to like a strip mall, and the store you got to get to is like the last one. So you could either just like cut across the actual parking lot or you gotta drive through, <laughs> you know, 
the regular road and there's like just a bunch of speed bumps <laughs> and you just gotta keep going over them. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like you're driving through an apartment complex. A lot of apartment complexes just have them like throughout the whole layout. Yeah, that, yeah that's my ex, last week was. My ex had that, and so originally it wasn't like that, and then damn, they you had broke up with con- her for the speed bumps, man. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> the speed bumps. I can't take it anymore. I just I hit one one too many and was like, <laughs> I don't think you understand. I want to be straight up coasting. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we had a little staycation. Uh. Straight up not having a good time. Bumpy roads ahead. And, but, you know, whatever. That's in the past. We're here now. We're here. We're here. We're sorry. Okay? Yeah, we're going to do our best attempt to make, make it up to you. Yeah. By talking about st- stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure last week you probably weren't that heartbroken that we didn't record because that just gave you some more time. Play Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, yes and no. Needed more time. God, you're (laughs) you're not kidding. My Switch profile says says that I've played for 120 hours or more. Damn. And it's only been out for three weeks now. Has it already been three weeks? I'm pretty sure. came out May 12th, and today is the 29th. Oh, I'm sorry. It's two and a half weeks, which makes playing 120 hours a little worse, honestly. <laughs> um... But anyway, yeah, I've just been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I guess to drop a bomb, I beat it this morning. Oh, shit. For the first time. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time. Did you immediately yeah. like jump right back into it? No, because it was 6 o'clock in the morning, and I just was very tired. I was originally going to... Okay, so when I was playing, I was doing something entirely different from uh like the plot and then i kind of got sucked into this side mission that had that i didn't realize was so heavily involved in the main plot and then you know from there it was i was i could see how close i was to beating it and i just thought you know what let's get this over with let's just do it so i did <laughs> and i liked it <laughs> does this one have a lot more story than Breath of the Wild did, or is it kind of like more of the same formula? Um, it, there is more story, but sorry. Um, I felt a burp coming on it. It never came. Uh, I hate when things don't come <laughs> for real. Um, especially me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Especially me. <laughs> 
<laughs> All work and no play makes Justin a dull boy. <laughs> that simply can do. <laughs> it simply can have that. Um. <laughs> I've been thinking about that movie a lot the past few days. <laughs> I re-listened to that episode because, uh, you know, we we did our one-year show, mm-hmm. and I was just feeling nostalgic, so I listened to it, and a lot of the thing, a lot of a lot of it made me laugh a lot. There was there's something that you said that I just cannot stop laughing at. It was uh, oh my god, I cannot remember it now. I don't remember, it, but I was just laughing. It's a good episode. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely should. What's that episode ten? Um, yeah, yeah, episode 10. So 10, Sleepaway Camp. Check it out, check it out. <laughs> uh, so anyway, to answer your question, there is more of a narrative here, uh, but it also lets you get more context and more clarity of the story through, like, uh, this side mission called Tears of the Dragon. Um, and it's basically like the memories in Breath of the Wild where you go out into the world and find them. Mm-hmm. But the the world has these geoglyphs, uh, which are like markings on the surface area that like when you're high up, make a picture of something. And then you have to find uh, a puddle of water within the the uh, geoglyph and once you do that'll unlock a memory so they're they're a lot easier to find than the memories were in breath of the wild because in breath of the wild all you had to go on was a, a picture stored in your camera oh yeah yeah and you gotta kind of and you have to like guess where you gotta stand yeah i mean they they did a they did an okay job because the section you were supposed to stand on would light up and oh, yeah, that's right. a certain a certain music would play but this is easier it, it's easier to to find it's not it's not so vague i should say like there's a big design on the surface of the land and if you just walk around you'll find it so there is more narrative in the story and you can gain more you can you can get more of uh, perspective into the events that unfold through these uh, dragon tears. The narrative is very very good. Like some parts had me shook. I was like, "Whoa, what is happening?" I, I'm trying trying to talk about this and not spoil anything is like <laughs> killing me. Um. Isn't this the first time that there's like been a sequel, like a proper sequel to um, a Zelda game? So no, uh, Ocarina of Time does have a sequel in Majora's Mask. Okay. Yeah, the the events of Majora's Mask, while they don't take take place in Hyrule, they involve uh, the Link from Ocarina of Time. So. It's a sequel, but it doesn't really have an impact on, like, nothing from... That's not true. 
Um, what am I trying to say here? The events that took place in Ocarina of Time did have an impact on Majora's Mask, but nothing from the land of Hyrule and Ocarina really impact Majora's Mask, if that makes sense. Okay. So, it's an entirely new story. The only reoccurring character from Ocarina is Link. Also, let me tell you about how I forgot that in Breath of the Wild you don't get to name your character because in all old Zelda games you get to, you get to name your character. Are you sure? So, Cuz I remember that. I remember making a comment to you like why in the text does it refer to me as my name? Hmm. Now I can't remember. Because I remember you telling me that, that that that's common, especially in a lot of RPG games, because I don't play a lot of those, so I wouldn't know. I, I remember just being confused, like, why are you calling me Travis? I'm Link. I'm Link. <laughs> well, in this one, you're definitely Link. They don't even let you, they don't let you even type in a name. Hmm. You're just Link. But yeah, I was I was kind of disappointed because I really wanted to name my character Fucker, uh, like I do in, <laughs> like I frequently do in RPGs and Zelda games, just because it opens up so many great dialogue, <laughs> so many great dialogue lines, so many great lines of dialogue happen when somebody yells Fucker. <laughs> Have you ever thought about going with Captain Underpants? Captain Underpants. Underpants. Have you ever? Did you read any of those growing up? <laughs> I, I did not. No. I, I was. Oh my god. The one. I think I was a little too old for it, and then also, uh, yeah, I, it was just one of those things where I was like, Captain Underpants. Captain Underpants was a big hitter at my Scholastic school book fairs growing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big hit. Big hit. Okay, so one thing, I'm, another thing I'm not really sure about with Zelda. So is Link the same Link in every Zelda game, or are there different Links? Okay, so the story is that there's, and they've, obviously this wasn't the story from the beginning. They just kind of retconned all this into it. Mm -hmm. There's three pieces of the Triforce. And each one represents one of the characters, Zelda, Link, and Ganon. Uh, Ganon has the uh, Triforce power, Link has the Triforce of courage, and Zelda has the Triforce of wisdom. So the, the legend uh, is that every so often, these three get reincarnated. It's not the so they're not the same people, essentially, but they are the same being or entity. Like they are the chosen three destined to have this sort of power struggle for the three pieces of Triforce forever. So, in in short, no, it is not. It is not the same link. It's always a different link. Boy, that has got to be the most creative way to explain 
<laughs> essentially <laughs> recycling the same outline of story for every single game. <laughs> I see what they yeah. see what they're getting at here. <laughs> so I think that probably originally they just you know were like whatever. You know, it is what games. it is at this point. <laughs> but now, since they've done so many different iterations, and each one is like stylistically different, and also mechanically, and character, the characters are different. They had to come up with a reason why, and that was their their best one. Ooh. Oddly enough, Majora's Mask is the only one that doesn't. Actually, that's not true. Majora's Mask is one of the only ones that doesn't involve Zelda or Ganon. Usually there is either... Well, usually it's definitely... or I should say usually it's always Link and Zelda. Mm-hmm. Ganon is mostly in it, but sometimes is not. That, that one's definitely the oddball. It doesn't have Zelda in it at all. Well, she's in, like, cutscenes, but that's whatever. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is very, very good. Um, do you want me to tell you anything about it? Uh, like, I won't obviously spoil, like, plot. Um, but what do you want to know about the game? About the game? I will say that the op- the opening is absolutely amazing. It plays almost like a Naughty Dog game where you you're kind of following someone. Um, but that's all I'll say. So is it a slow start? I don't think so. Um, I just, the beginning. I just remember beginning. Breath of the Wild being a super slow start. <laughs> this one is odd because. It starts off, it has a very intriguing beginning, and then kind of ramps up very quickly. And then you get to the tutorial area, and so it kind of goes like, you know, it's a high, and then, I don't want to say like, I don't want to, I don't mean low in the sense that it's not good, but it definitely slows down tremendously. Yes, that's the only thing that, concerns me about it because when i played breath of the wild i played it at a time where i was at home for like two weeks so i really had just and i was sick so i could dive into it and just play it what i tend to do is if i start playing like one of these open world games that's really long and i go a day or two and i might not turn it on that day or two Turns into a week, <laughs> turns into three weeks, turns into a month, four months, and then it just keeps going on. And then I never pick it up again. And then when the the day inevitably comes that I want to play it again, it's like, oh man, I kind of got to start from the beginning now. It's been so long, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just end up in a in a constant cycle of never finishing games. I was that way for a long time. There's one game specifically that that happened to me. It was Okami. Uh, which originally released for PlayStation 2, but I played it on the Wii because it was ported. Mm-hmm. Um, Okami is basically 
the 3D, the older 3D Zelda. Uh, um, what am I trying to say here? I'm having a total brain fart. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Okami plays like a lot of the older 3D Zelda games, which was very, which I was very much interested in. But <laughs> there would always, for years, 10 years at least, I would go through a cycle where I'd start it, really enjoy it, not play it for a while, start back over, totally forget what I was doing, start over. It was a vicious cycle. I probably restarted that game legit four times mm. because because I just, every time I would take an extended break and come back, I would have absolutely no clue what I was doing or what I was supposed to be doing or what the heck was going on at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would start over. And then very recently like 2018 I want to say I finally beat Okami <laughs> for the first time which is especially hilarious because I originally played Okami in 2008 so it took me 20 20 years to beat <laughs> Okami will you ever play it again I don't know <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can go through that again. I have a game like that. It, it's not a, a 10-year story or anything like that, but Killzone 2 for the PlayStation 3. So I, <laughs> 2011 was when I got a PlayStation 3 for the first time, and that was one of the games I got for it. I think it's the first game I ever played online, too. But anyway. Oh, wow. So I start playing it, and then that PS3 dies. And then it's years, maybe three, four years, and then I get another one. And then, like, you, you know, I want to I finish Killzone 2. I never finished it. So I bought another copy, and I didn't end up finishing it. And maybe a year <laughs> later, I'm like, I, I was going through a phase like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, play all the games that I have for PS3 that I haven't finished yet. So I got the Killzone 2. I'm playing it. I'm having a blast. I'm, I'm like, getting towards the end of the game. Like, you know when you can feel like the end, end of the game is coming up? Right. And then the game just gets stuck in this part <laughs> where I'm in this area. I've cleared out all the enemies and it's supposed to progress to the next thing and it just doesn't. <laughs> and then I just moved on and went and played Killzone 3 and I've never been back. <laughs> and, it, and it didn't matter if you reset it or no. restarted the encounter or anything? Nope. Restarted that mi I restarted the whole mission. I, I did the whole thing. <laughs> like, fuck this man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that is super. That is very annoying. I had that actually happen to me in Prince of Persia: Warrior Within. I got to a, it was very early. I got to a point where I was doing a mission and I just kept clipping through this wall and couldn't, like, could not, 
have progressed any further and just gave up. To be fair, though, I wasn't having the greatest time with it anyway. It was kind of... The tone of that game is very off-putting to me. <laughs> it's very, like, masculine, like, Yeah! Swords! Violence! Titties! <laughs> like... <laughs> Sex! <laughs> like, I just, like, yeah, you know, sex is cool, <laughs> sex whatever, is cool. <laughs> but like... You, you heard it here first on Nerds Collide. <laughs> sex is cool. <laughs> Guys, have you had sex? <laughs> Say no to drugs. Say yes to sex. Ew, you're doing drugs? Why don't you, like, go have sex or something? <laughs> Fucking loser. <laughs> um, yeah, that, the tone of that game is very masculine. Overly masculine. Like, just violence and titties, and that's it. And <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I just want, like, cool experiences. I want to have fun. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to just... <laughs> Be bombarded with military ads. <laughs> like <laughs> So anyway, Prince Persia 2 Warrior Within stinks. I actually have been uh interested in replaying those games. Cause I want I wanna see if uh I wanna see if that still holds true. So jumping back to Zelda for a second, do you th- was there any part in your playthrough or or anything where you felt like the game was being held back by the hardware i mean there's definitely issues with frame rate um it is it is a little it is worse in this one than in breath of the wild honestly when there's a lot happening on screen mhm things get a little dicey it never interrupted my gameplay it didn't cause me any deaths or anything of that sort but it was very very noticeable Mm -hmm. to be fair though this map is three times the size of breath of the wild holy shit i did not know that yeah the map is very very big i'm not gonna get into what exactly because that's part of a spoiler too but it is very big. Is the primary means of transportation in this game still the horse? No. Okay. So Thank you have, you have a lot of options. Um, Fuck yeah, that horse. Obviously. <laughs> Whoa! Take it easy, buddy. Uh, what was I gonna say? So obviously you have your horses, and very cool. Side note is all your horses that you've caught in Breath of the Wild transfer over to Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, so none of my horses are transferred. <laughs> all my horses got transferred. I, think... I teared up. I teared up a little bit. Do you still have that really big one? Yeah, the giant. <laughs> <laughs> I've built a house in Tears of the Kingdom because you can do that, and you could uh, have like a little. Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's just a little space for your horse to stay. And, you know, you can. He asks you which horse you want, and I pick that one, the giant. Hell yeah. 
the giant might be my favorite horse <laughs> ever <laughs> of all the horses <laughs> to ever exist. I re- I just remember literally running or walking everywhere I needed to go in Breath of the Wild because I just hated hated the mechanics of the horses. <laughs> so you have your horses. Do you have an? Mm, have you watched any of the trailers? Mm-mm. Well, I think I watched the first one, but it's been so long that I don't recall anything from it. So one of your powers is a traversal method. Um, I'm not going to get into what it is, but it does make uh, scaling mountains a little easier. Then you also have your... You can build machines to help you traverse the land, and there's lots of parts for that. So you can uh, you can travel, you know, via the road if you have some wheels, or you can you can basically build a plane and fly around the sky. Hell yeah, more crafting, more crafting, baby. <laughs> the only thing that stinks about building planes is the part that you stand on only lasts a certain amount of time. But I've seen people rebuild planes in midair, so I have I haven't done it yet because <laughs> it's uh it's it's a task, I will say that. Mm. But but I've seen it. I've seen it done. People just build airplanes in midair and uh <laughs> it doesn't seem very safe that's all i'm going to say hmm. so say nothing if this is getting too too close to spoilers but can you can you immediately go fight ganon at the beginning of this one like you can with breath of the wild <sighs> he's thinking very hard right now i think you can based on his location but i don't know if he'll be there, because I'm not sure if something in the middle of the game needs... I don't know if there's something that needs to be triggered before that can happen. Now, a few days after launch, I did hear about people beating the game already. Like, the very next day, online people <laughs> were talking about how they had beaten the game already. But I imagine that takes a lot of knowledge of how to break the game. And that's not something I'm very interested in. So I never quite understood the people who play video games that way. Like, let me get really excited about this game, wait all of this time just to find the fastest way possible to beat it. And then there's, I mean, yeah, yeah sure, you're gonna go through it again, right? You'll, they'll they'll play it again. But more often than not, don't they just keep playing it to try to see like how much faster they can beat it in? Yeah. Like, just sit down and enjoy your fucking video games, man. Take your time. Yeah, take your time. God. And I'm gonna take my time to actually pick up Tears of the Kingdom because I don't even <laughs> I don't even own it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll probably play it over the summer though. Yeah. P- perhaps. 
Mayhaps. Mayhaps. <laughs> Have you seen that meme where someone writes a college essay about Mario and <laughs> like the opening sentence is we all know that Mario is the coolest motherfucker around, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of the first paragraph, the guy says, perchance. <laughs> and the professor circles it and says, this is not a sentence. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think that's so funny. He also refers to Mario's act of stomping the Koopas as squashing turts, which... <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's stomping, stomping turds. And that is fucking funny. So, one thing that happened during our hiatus, um, so, the Super Mario movie, I still haven't seen it, by the way. <laughs> Trevor! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Tears of the Kingdom kind of distracted you from the fact that I have yet to watch <laughs> and we have yet to talk about the Mario movie but here's the funny thing so I remember seeing like the notification like you can now uh, rent Super Mario at home you can rent or buy it at home like yep. through like the iTunes store or whatever right so I'm like you know what I'm gonna watch it tonight so that whenever <laughs> the next time me and Justin record we can talk about it I go to my iTunes store. I'm like, it's going to be like six bucks to rent. Nothing major. Okay. To buy it, it was going to be like $26.99, right? Holy Something like shit. That, right? Do you want to guess how much it was going to be to rent it for 24 hours? I bet it was like, I bet it was $14.99. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was $23. It's... Three dollars. It was three dollars cheaper to only rent it for twenty four hours, or you can spend that extra three dollars and own it. That doesn't <laughs> even make a goddamn and, lick of sense. And I just let me. I'm gonna look up and see if the uh, prices have changed. But I remember just sitting there, staring at the iTunes screen like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> for real. I do not want to see this movie that bad. Okay, just to put this in perspective, the Super Mario Brothers movie Blu-ray plus DVD plus digital copy at Walmart is twenty four ninety six. So, well, there you go. There's a lot of collector's editions of this movie. Speaking of Mario Brothers movie, I rewatched the nineteen ninety three Mario Brothers movie starring Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Fucking good movie, dude. I, I still gotta get to that. So yeah. So the official price is right now on iTunes is twenty nine ninety nine to buy it and twenty four ninety nine to rent it. Jesus Christ. Like if if it was like seventeen ninety nine, I would consider it. Right. Like that's ridiculous. Twenty four dollars isn't that much money, right? <laughs> but it's just the fact that it would be another five dollars to own it. <laughs> like that's so funny. Could you imagine going into like a video rental store back in the day? And they're like, "Hey, you can rent this copy of Airbud on VHS 
for twenty dollars, or you could keep it forever for twenty four dollars. Buy air, bud. Think I'll just rent it, bud. Roof, <laughs> 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 roof. Air, bud. <laughs> so I guess the last question I wanted to ask you about Zelda was, do you think it's better than Tears of the Kingdom? Or is Tears of the Kingdom better than Breath of the yeah, Wild? I don't know. I just started, like, splurring words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Something was happening. I couldn't control myself. <laughs> I had a stroke mid-podcast. <laughs> this is how we're going to go viral, do, bro. Do you feel like Tears of the Kingdom was an, was an upgrade or was it better than Breath of the Wild? I honestly don't know. I think from a narrative perspective, it is better. That I love the narrative in Breath of the Wild. It is something you have to work for. This one kind of gives it to you more so, which, you know, is nice because the overworld of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is very punishing <laughs> and kind of a grueling time in most aspects. Uh, I, I don't know. It adds a lot to Breath of the Wild that I think is cool. Breath of the Wild was such a new experience especially for someone like me who's played the older games and really loved them. So that impact makes it a little biased towards Breath of the Wild. This one is really, really great. It doesn't have many flaws in it. Honestly, it is a really great sequel. It expands on mostly everything that Breath of the Wild does in a really cool and unique way. It kind of trims the fat in a lot of ways of Breath of the Wild. So. It's a it's a really good game. The only thing that bothers me about Tears of the Kingdom, and this isn't a spoiler, so I can kind of say it, is they don't talk a lot about the events in Breath of the Wild. You kind of have to go out of your way to find someone who will really like acknowledge those events took place in some instances. Not always, but... Just sometimes. And also some characters from Breath of the Wild, obviously this is the same map, the same, you know, continuity as Breath of the Wild. Some of the characters don't remember you, and it's, I don't know, it's kind of silly. It, it was actually disheartening to me when one character didn't recognize me. I was like, damn, dude, I thought we were friends. You don't even remember who I am. Have you ever played the um, Shadow of Mordor games? No, I did not. So I didn't. I didn't play Shadow of War, which I think was the sequel. But I remember playing Shadow of Mordor, and the one thing I really, 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 really loved about that game, and I think it was the first game that kind of incorporated this type of mechanic into it. Well, they basically had like this nemesis system. I don't know if you're familiar with it at all. So basically, like any enemy that you have an encounter with in the game. Like, there's a butterfly effect to it. So, like, if you encounter an enemy and, like, he, say he beats you, the next time you see that enemy, he's going to remember and he's going to talk shit about how he beat you and he's stronger. <laughs> vice versa. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Vice versa, if it's, like, a low lower level dude and you beat the shit out of him, they'll, like, run away. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like for the people who beat you, like the enemies that they they'll like move up the rankings and get stronger. So the next time you fight them, they're stronger. So like when you pull up on them, they start like talking shit about how they're like they're stronger. And last time, <laughs> and they're gonna beat your ass again. <laughs> that's that's honestly very cool. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the, that was the favorite part of that game for me. I wish they they incorporated that into more games, but I imagine. <laughs> trying to put something like that on a switch yeah that switch sounds game. very <laughs> that sounds very extensive like it sounds like a lot of extensive work that yeah. needs to happen um i will say that the so the uh the divine beasts of breath of the wild those aren't around anymore oh so there all are, that for nothing there is kind <laughs> of <laughs> They do reuse a lot of the parts um, in the world. They don't outright tell you what things are, but if you have a keen eye, you'll see some reused parts of things. So that's really cool. Um, what's I going to say? So they have temples now, which are more... They're kind of a halfway point between traditional Zelda and Breath of the Wild. So they're more dungeony like they're dungeons but they're not as extensive and they don't rely usually on a single item that you get within the dungeon to complete said dungeon um they are they are pretty good though all of them all of them are none of them are bad and most of them have very fun boss fights, as opposed to uh, Breath of the Wild that was a uh, a sore spot for a lot of gamers. I don't remember. I don't remember having an issue with them. Breath of the Wild. There were a few that were like, "All right, come on." Come yeah. On. <laughs> come I think, on. I think I did. I think there was only two that I liked from Breath of the Wild that I can remember. It's been a long time since I've replayed the Divine Beast parts of it, though. Um, so I would say that it improves on that over Breath of the Wild. I can't say if it's better, though. Damn, I kind of want to play this game now. I just, I know I won't. It has, let me sell you on it. Breath of the Wild, more of it. <laughs> See, that's my thing. I don't know if I really want more. <laughs> Breath of the Wild, but different. <laughs> kind of wish it was more like different stuff, but the same. <laughs> it's like more it's, different, but it's, it's the same it's amount. Sort of similar. <laughs> it's the same amount, but it's different stuff. <laughs> It's like a little different, but also uh, the, exactly the same. I'll get to it. I'll get to it one day. I will play it before the year is over. Somebody, there's this, uh, there's a security guard at my work, and he's a total douche, and uh, he's really, he's really into gaming. He also takes his job very seriously. Same guy when I used to work there. Yep. Yeah. Fuck that guy. So this guy told someone. That I'm trying to be very discreet about this. Uh, <laughs> told another person 
that Tears of the Kingdom was not good and was just glorified DLC. No, my God, here we go. And I said, that guy is an idiot. Don't ever listen to that guy, no matter what. <laughs> never, never listen to him. He stinks. I don't know why, but I just imagined you <laughs> walking into work and seeing him sit there in a guard shack and just walking up to him like, hey, I heard you got some shit to say about Tears of the Kingdom. You talking shit? You talking shit? Want to say it to my face? Call this number. Talk some shit, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds of motherfuckers is on. Wait, how'd that go? I showed you that video, right? Yeah. The talking shit hotline. Yeah. He's waiting for your motherfucking call, and they all talking shit about your ass. (laughs) That's so fucking funny. Oh my! <laughs> Anything else on uh on Zelda? Nope. Uh, it's a very good game. I've been debating whether or not it is better than Breath of the Wild, and I'll probably debate that for a long time before I have a definitive answer. So, do you think you'll play something else and then go back, or or where you, where you at right now? I. I'm unsure, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I'm i in the mode where I want to keep playing Breath of the Wild, but I don't know how much longer that is going to last. So, in some aspects, maybe I should just keep playing it until I'm a little burnt out, but then also I get burnt out, and, you know, then I don't play anything. So maybe I should go move to something a little smaller yeah. A little shorter. Yeah, maybe a quick indie title. And then uh, just kind of cleanse the palette real quick. Yeah, and then come back. But I also am afraid that anything I play after this won't hit as hard because because of the impact that Tears of the Kingdom had. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. It is a very good game. I dropped 120 hours or more into it already, and. Honestly, that's wild. That's wild. And that's all I got to say about that. Actually, actually, it is crazy because it took me so long to to beat Breath of the Wild because I did that thing we were talking about where I played it for a long time and then stopped playing and resumed it. I didn't restart it, though. I was, I was smarter this time. I just... I just figured out it took me a, it took me a while, but I figured out what I was supposed to do, and mm. then just did it because I could not restart that game. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I mean, you spent half the time playing it, not knowing what the fuck to do next, anyway. That's true. Yeah. Well, while I have not been playing Tears of the Kingdom, I have been reading a fucking book. Oh shit! Yeah. So last weekend, I. Ended up down a booktube rabbit hole and just kind of ended up rewatching a lot of old like reviews on Stephen King novels that I had watched in the past of like YouTube channels I've been subscribed to but haven't watched in a while because I haven't been reading. Right. <sighs> we watched a lot of uh, videos like that and 
I don't know, after after watching so many videos on reading, the, the urge to read was upon me. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the urge. And then I had to figure out what I wanted to read, though. Because that's always kind of a tricky thing, trying to come out of a reading slump, especially as long of a reading slump as I've been under. You want to make sure that you jump into something good. So I right. went... So I I did what I tried to do like six months ago when I tried to pick back up reading and pick up a book that I had read in the past that I know I really enjoyed that I wanted to revisit. So the first time I tried this, which was like six months ago, it was, um, what was it, what I was reading? Um, A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. So I toyed around with the idea of just picking that back up because I do really like that book, but I'm like, nah. Let me, let me try. Nah. Let me try something else. So I picked up um, "Kill Creek" by Scott Thomas. Okay. So I think I'm. Let me look at my Goodreads. I can tell you exactly how far along I am in it. I think I'm about sixty percent. Yeah, I'm on like page two hundred and fifty-six. How many pages are there in the book? Oh, shit, I don't know, four something? Okay. Yeah, a little over 400, because um, 61%, yeah, so about 400. Not super long. So, premise of the book, it's kind of like your typical haunted house story. Here's this plot device to get these four strangers into this house together. So, for this one, it's... The classic, uh... Yeah, kind of the classic ghost haunted house story, right? Yeah. Very, like, haunted of Hill House, Hell House yep. type stuff, right? So the premise for this one, though, is that the the four individuals... It's f- six people total in the house. Um, So you got four writers, four horror writers, and you got one of, like, kind of each demographic, I guess. You got one who's kind of like an older guy who's like falls more on like the literary side of horror. You got a guy who's kind of like mainstream bestseller list. Right. Then you got the one who writes kind of like extreme horror. It's like very sexualized and stuff like that. And then you got the guy who writes like goosebumps books for better or worse. The R.L. Stein. Yeah. Yeah. So you got, you got those four different type of, of horror writers, and basically what it is is this guy who, who has a website where he does like these special events gets these four writers to come to this house that has a known haunted history and to do to spend the night in the house and to do an interview. So the first half of the book is kind of like you meet each writer, you kind of understand where they're at. They're all kind of experiencing this portion of their career that's tough for them they've all experienced success but now they're kind of going through this this dark period so to speak going to the house changes all of them and then right now i'm kind of in the part of the book where they've they've already left the house but now they're realizing like how the house affected them and it's kind of leading towards them all having to return to the house Yeah, that sounds very interesting. And you're and you're liking it? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's Hell yeah. It, it's a little bit different from what I remember, but I do remember that 
when I first read this book, I like devoured it in like two or three days. Because it was when I was working there with you and I was getting like super long breaks. So I would, yeah. I would read for like three hours on my shift. <laughs> the good old days. You can't do that anymore though. Yeah, you can't fall asleep at work, Travis. I mean, I can. I got a mattress for my car. I forgot. I forgot that you bought that. Yeah. That fucking ruled. Yeah. yeah, my wife actually bought it for me. <laughs> Damn. Because I, I had it in the cart, right, on Amazon to show her. And then two days later, it showed up. She's like, oh, yeah, I ordered it for you. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> now this is the dilemma I have, right? Now I have it. So now I'm really tempted to take a nap in my car. The problem is, though, I have to unbuckle the car seat, put the car seat, like, in the front, then blow the mattress up to put in the back seat, and then take a nap. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a lot of work. Yeah. But if you did all that before work... Oh, yeah, if if I went to work prepared. But it has to, man, it has to be a day where it's like, okay, I'm going to come home from next... Come home from work the next day. I know she doesn't have to go anywhere, but she's going to need the car seat. Right. Then I would do it. I haven't had the opportunity yet. Yeah, there's a lot of factors involved in the usage of <laughs> this uh, this, <laughs> this mattress. but Dude, it comes with, with <laughs> little air blow-up pillows. <laughs> that rules. Dude, I can't wait. That book sounds good, though. Yeah, it is good. Sixty-one uh, percent of the way through it, which is a very strange thing to say about a book, but you know, it's it's all a digital format now, so it makes sense. But mm-hmm. when you originally said it, I was like, sixty-one percent. What's that talking about? <laughs> Percentage. <laughs> it's a book. Well, how do you know that? <laughs> then you said you're uh, through Goodreads, so. No, I'm not doing percentages in my head. <laughs> Uh, fucking two hundred fifty six. Four. It does. It does feel. Uh, it does feel really good to be to enjoy reading again, though, and to not immediately just fall asleep as soon as I pick up a book. <laughs> I will say, like, th- I do have the the audio book, but I don't find myself listening to the audio book all that much. Maybe a chapter here and there on my way to work, but for the most part, I've just been reading on my breaks. Nice. Look at you. Just just reading. Hell yeah. Now I need to read. Yeah. Or maybe I have. Have you? Dun 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 <laughs> Yeah, you've been reading <laughs> you've been reading those Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> text bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> That's alright. Yeah. The uh the next uh the next Zelda game is gonna have voice acting. And Chris Pratt's got a voice link. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking around on some Discord I'm in, and I said, uh, <laughs> I said, I can't wait for Illuminations Legend of Zelda. <laughs> where Link just sounds like a doofus the whole movie. <laughs> Have you ever seen clips from the 80s cartoon? Legend of Zelda? I have not. So, Link is a total bonehead, and all he says is, Well, excuse me, princess. 
And he's always trying to get a smooch from Zelda. It's like a really sort of... uh, It's a kid's cartoon, but somehow it comes across as very creepy. Because there's specifically one scene where Zelda goes into her bedroom and is like laying down. And then Link just bursts through the door and is like... And says... Oh boy, smooching time! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, Zelda always fends him off, like beat, just beats the crap out of him, which you know he deserves. Hell yeah! There's another clip where Zelda's, <laughs> so it shows Zelda's bedroom, and then it shows Link. He's looking into her room, and he, <laughs> this is at Hyrule Castle, and he has a rope. And he's going to swing into a room, right? And the king walks by and asks what he's doing. And he just straight up says, I'm going to swing into her bedroom. And he says, he says, oh, well, take these. (laughs) Women like flowers. And just hands him flowers. Father of the year. (laughs) I just love Link is this devious... Devious character who is always <laughs> scheming to get a smooch. Like, just a little teenage dork. So anyway, Illumination's Legend of Zelda, coming out in 2028, y'all. The voice of Link is like, uh, fucking... Who's, who's like a younger actor? Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, voiced by Tom Holland. It's a shame because that's probably likely. <laughs> Tom Holland's all right though. Yeah, Tom Holland's fine, but I, I don't know if I want a voice in Link. Though. I don't want anyone voicing Link. Is the problem? <laughs> just want to read subtitles. I just want. Look, if Disney Pixar can make a movie called Wall-E where there is no dialogue for forty minutes of the movie. Then another studio can just have Link not talk. There are plenty of other characters around him that can just speak. <laughs> okay, but look at it from this perspective, right? Think about like the parents out there who like they they know nothing about the movie. They just like I want to take my kids to see the new Zelda movie, and they pull up, <laughs> and the fucking kids got to read. <laughs> well, no, That's... you don't even have to have subtitles though. You can just. You can express a lot, express in a lot of emotion. What children? Express in a lot of emotion. Pick up on context. (laughs) Yeah, gotta learn. I don't know, man. Also, like Link would just be hitting stuff with a sword. (laughs) I don't know, man. I even when I was praying, playing Breath of the Wild, there were at times where I was like, "Come on, man, let's just get a voice actor in here. I'm tired of reading this shit." If I have to press A one more time. <laughs> you didn't like looking at Link from behind where he's just motioning his arms <laughs> like no. this? No. Honestly, that's one of my favorite parts of Zelda. Is when he talks, but you don't get to hear it. And then the char- the other character says something like, Oh, wow, I can't believe that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever... I'm going gonna, gonna to spoil... This isn't even a spoiler, but in one of the, on one of the ways to the temple, 
on one of your trips to a temple, you have to go into this underground bunker, and you meet a woman, and she tells you to go away. And you ask because... for smooch. <laughs> no, you aren't. You aren't a devious little, uh, <laughs> little hound dog, uh, little horn dog, I should say. So you just walk up to her, you start talking, and she says, hey, you need to get away, because the love of my life is going to be here any minute, and I don't want him seeing me talk to you, because then it'll mess everything up. So then you go into this underground part of the bunker, and there's a river, and there's little messages in a bottle floating down the river, and if you oh, if you look at one, it's from her. And it's a note, it has a note in it that says, uh, I'm waiting for you, I hope you hurry up, Aww. I'm so excited to meet you. And then if you follow it all the way, you end up right where she is, and you can take her note and throw it up back into the bunker, and then go into the bunker, and show her that you found the note, and she is, <laughs> she says, Oh my goodness, you're the love of my life. You're the one I've been waiting for. And then and then she goes and makes you soup. It's awesome. Jesus. <laughs> and then anytime you go up to her, she makes you food for the rest of the game. Sometimes she doesn't do a good job though. Sometimes she makes you some dubious food. <laughs> Damn. And I'm and I'm like, that's okay. You tried. <laughs> that's okay, honey. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> That's my favorite trope in the Legend of Zelda series is just like Link is hot and everyone loves him. <laughs> it has never been more apparent than in Breath of the Wild when every female character you meet is always like, oh yeah, he's kind of cute. I don't remember that very much. It happens like three times in Breath of the Wild. Mm. One of the main champions is in love with you. That was my favorite. I that was, okay, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, Mifa. That was my favorite yeah. character in Breath of the Wild. And uh, there's like a... This isn't a spoiler either, but there's a little shrine dedicated to Mifa. That made me tear up a little. I was like, man, I love that character. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. Dude, speaking of crying... Uh-oh. Have you ever heard of this show called The Million Little Things? Yes, I have. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay. Show <laughs> is fucking sad. Oh, that, as that's about that. That's about that family, right? There's like, or no, no, no. It's about a group of friends, mm -hmm. and one of, one of the friends, uh, you know, yeah, does something, and uh, they all have to deal with the the outcome, the consequences, whatever. I think I've seen two episodes of that. Now that I think about it, but it it was. Later in the series, so like, <laughs> so I didn't get any of the beginning perspective of anything. It was all later moments that mm -hmm. I had no idea what was going on. It's a good show. It's not very binge worthy though, just to how gut punching it is at times. So last weekend is when I started watching it. I watched like the first two episodes. After I got through episode two, I'm like, I cannot take any more of this. <laughs> I need a break from this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's sort of like that um that book and they made a Netflix show of it, uh 13 Reasons Why. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the adult version of that almost. That's saying. Actually, no, it is exactly the adult version of that. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is. a group is. of friends reacting to something. Yeah, something catastrophic. But yeah, dude, that, that, that show is. It, it's. It, yeah. <laughs> a million little things. Check it out on ABC. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> don't. Especially not if you're already feeling sad. If you're sad, don't watch it. If if you're not sad, watch one episode and go do something else. If you want to be sad, you can binge it, but that's probably not healthy. No, it's it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we got anything else to talk about? Uh, You've been reading. You've been reading. You be reading. Yeah, I be reading. No, nah, not much yet till I finish it. I don't want to. Cause I don't remember too much about the ending. Um, let's see, eh, Night of Champions happened. But we can talk about that on next episode. Oh yeah, that did happen. I only watched one clip from it. It did. It was a clip from the uh, tag team match, though, which I thought was great. I but... didn't watch the full match. I kind of skipped towards the end portions of it. And I watched the finish. Finish was obviously very good. So the only thing I didn't like about Night of Champions was. Uh, I think I've said it on the podcast before. I'm a I'm a huge Bianca Belair stan, so I was not happy with her, with her losing to Oscar. I j- I don't understand her losing at Night of Champions and not WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, they wanted to keep that. I think she's undefeated at WrestleMania, but I think oh. but I think they wanted to have her like three years in a row main event WrestleMania win. You know that whole, they wanted to get that get past that but I don't know something's just not clicking with the Oscar heel turn the finish was cool cause like she missed she missed with the mist <laughs> she missed the mist yeah. so B- Bianca ducked the first time that she tried to mist her and then part of the finish was Oscar just like spitting the mist into her hand and then rubbing it in Bianca's face when she tried to pick her up for the KOD she just kind of rubbed it into her eyes. That's sick. And then kicked her head in and then won. So it it was a pretty cool finish. I just, I, I wasn't ready to see Bianca lose, even though, I mean, it's weird because she's on SmackDown with the Raw Women's title, and then she loses the Raw Women's title to another SmackDown. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just, it doesn't make very much sense. I, I assume there's like a rebrand for those titles coming maybe down the line. That's why they haven't jumped the gun on having her and Rhea just flop colors. Yeah, they have a little ceremony where they swap colors. Yeah. The World Heavyweight Championship looked a lot better once Seth Rollins was holding it. Didn't look, <laughs> it, it didn't look as bad. <laughs> I don't think it's bad, but it just looks stiff. Yeah. So whenever it... When it when it loosens up, I think it'll be a better looking title. I did show my girlfriend a chop compilation of Gunther, uh, because we were watching Impractical Jokers and MJF was on it and gave one of the one of the jokers five chops. Well, he gave them all, but in this specific segment he gave one of the jokers five chops to the chest. And she she said, That that looks like it hurts. I'm like you think that looks like her? Check this out. Let me pull up Seamus vs. Gunther. <laughs> Just big men slapping meat. Yeah. Meat on meat, baby. 
<laughs> anyway, I think that's all we have to talk about today. Yeah, I think so, that's all we got. I will say that Tears of the Kingdom is very, very good. I highly recommend it, especially if you like Breath of the Wild. I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's a DLC. So, if you're a listening security guard guy who I won't name, you're an idiot. Is that the same guy that when you used to call off, he would ask you why? Yeah. Fuck you. That's why. Because <laughs> I said so, bitch. Yeah, it is not glorified DLC. It is a full game with a new narrative, and it rules. So, it is good. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for listening. I was trying to just... <laughs> I was trying to milk that, you know? <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode, making it all the way through. Uh, you like what you heard? We have social media. I swear to God, we're going to get better at it. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> you can find us at Nerds Collide Pod, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> my brain my brain went through, do we have other social media? And then it said yes. We skipped one episode. We forget how to do this. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And just remember, the term nerd is rated E for everyone. So find your passion, embrace it, and be the nerd that you are. Bye.